Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm so excited. I have my friend Demetria here with me. Demetria is the founder of AbundanceAngel.org and Live Your Soul's Dream. She hosts the Soul Freedom Series and is a contributing author of the number one Amazon bestseller, 365 Soulful Messages, The Right Guidance at the Right Time. She spent half of her career recovering back wages for employees throughout the U.S. and the other half healing the energy of lack and scarcity. She's committed to helping all people discover true abundance through the balance, cohesion, and coordinated emanation of spirit, emotionally, physically, and financially. So welcome, Demetria. What a blessing to have you here today. Oh, Kara, it is so good to be here. It feels so, so in alignment to be with you. Oh, thank you. And likewise, and I'll just share a little bit about how we even came together. I met D- Demetria on um, on a retreat this summer, and she was this beautiful light who was there. And I talked to you a little bit. But I had no idea of like, I came back and it wasn't for a couple of months, I think that I was directed to your YouTube channel, which is um, Abundance Angel, Demetria Abundance Angel. And she's this incredible um, YouTuber, (laughs) what you call interviewer, and has, you know, all these amazing, expansive, interviews out on YouTube. And it was it was so amazing to see this side of you because when I had met you, I I think you were in a very inward sort of, you know, we were all kind of in, you know, well, you're on retreat. So you're, you're kind of, you are inward and um, kind of taking everything in. But the beauty of retreat also is that there's a lot of self-reflection and and um, it's that time away. And so anyway, I felt like I stumbled upon a whole other version of you that I that had been that I hadn't tapped into while we were there. So um, it was real. It's just really beautiful to have you here and to see all the different facets that you work on in this on this planet. It's incredible. What a big blessing to have you. <laughs> Wow, Kara, you know, it's interesting. Thank you for that, that reflection, because that's kind of how I saw you, you know, (laughs) it was like, (laughs) it's like, you know, here's this, um, you know, woman who's, who's very soft spoken and um, very professional. Um, But then as I got to know you, it was like amazing, like the depths, um, you know, and we had a few conversations mm-hmm. and we actually had a really deep, one of these days we'll actually talk about that publicly. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we had a very deep conversation, yeah. um, that really kind of went into some deep truths about why we're here and what is this all about? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what truly connects us all. So, yeah. so I just really want to honor I just really want to honor how you are like that lighthouse, 
Because oh. that's what I believe we're here for. You know, we're, we're, we're that like lighthouse on earth, that mm. tower that just anchors that light so that others can then remember their own light. Oh, wow. That's and beautiful. and you do that and, and together it's an amplified <laughs> lighthouse yeah. so that others can come in as well. And so I just want to honor that. Oh, thank you so much. And, and what a reflection then I am for you because <laughs> it's <laughs> very, very clear um, uh, that that is your purpose. And I love how, again, like the, I call them the facets, but you're really working um, on different energies. And that's one of the reasons that I was so excited to have you come on because of the, fu- the monetary abundance piece of it. I don't think I've really explored that on the podcast. And so not only are you this beautiful being that carries all this light and you're this embodiment of the energy that I strive to bring forth onto this platform you know it's like there there's no point in doing this if I'm not going to have light bearers come in and and radiate you know through the the sound waves to be able to hit people you know at the right at the right note for for their awakening and their opening um so that's like the main thing but on top of that you've got this this niche of the monetary piece and I think in spiritual communities or people who are working on their spirit um there can be like uh this can be like a nebulous topic because you can have people who are focused on like manifestation and they're wanting to use universal laws but it's really to it's sort of twisted because it's like well here's how you can like you know get as much money as you want and and sort of missing, you know, that might be missing something. Um, But then you've got the other side of it where it's like no renunciation, like I'm not a monk, but I I must renounce because money's evil. So it's like, surely there's a middle ground. (laughs) How do we get there? How do we take the complexity out of it? And how do we neutralize that charge maybe? Um, so anyway, let's before we dive into that, because I want to get into that, but can you please share a little bit about your journey? Um, I know you're a CPA, but you're also certified in several energy healing techniques, such as theta healing, advanced DNA clearing, Socratic inquiry, emotional freedom technique. So how did you get from here to there? <laughs> yeah, that's such a good question. Yeah, or from there and to by here. by the way, you, you nailed it, right? You nailed what, why, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause it's like that middle ground. Cause I, I love how you pointed out that all this, there's so many abundance teacher and the focus is like, how much can we get for ourselves? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then there, you know, and then there's the opposite extreme and I want to kind of propose a different way. Um, and I love that you, that you brought that up. Cause a lot of people will say, how do you get from being a CPA? Yeah. <laughs> To an energy healer, like how does that work? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so I love that because actually, even you're in your introduction, or even when what you just said helps me connect the dots. Oh, good. Because it's like two, you know, it's two different worlds coming mm. together, right, and merging, right. So it's like the two polarities balancing. Right. Um, you know, the certified public accountant. I was doing 
audits and tax returns for millionaires, you know, oh, and it's wow. like, how can you help, you know, how can you help save tax? Like, you know, I had to leave that because it didn't feel in integrity. Like I really, I didn't really come here to help millionaires, like not pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> find, right. You know, right. find yeah. ways not to pay taxes <laughs> so that there was something in me, like, it's like I needed to learn that skill and mm. I needed to have that experience in that world. And I learned a lot from it. I discovered actually quite a bit. And I'll, I'll tell you one of the biggest things that I discovered from being a CPA of the very wealthy. Money is not a path to freedom. Mm. I want that to be really clear because a lot of teachers will say money is a path to freedom. And that's where people get lost. It's not a path to freedom. Okay, I love that. And that, because I thought you were going to say it's not a path to happiness. I was like yeah. totally ready for you to say that. And I'm like, yes, right, of course. You know, but then when you say freedom, because freedom is a big thing right now, especially, you right. know, um, and not that it's not always important, but it's so in our face right now. And, so the and and it but it's not consciously on everybody's radar about exactly how important freedom is. So would you say in in your experience with that, was it even more of a hook? Like, did you do you would you say f- more freedom is lost in that way, or just that it's not the pathway to freedom? Does that question yeah, make sense? No, this is huge. I mean, it's huge. So because so many believe that if they just had enough money, mm-hmm. they're they're really looking at that number. They're mm-hmm. looking at that specific amount. And my experience was, is that it's never enough. Mm-hmm. Like in that mindset where you're continually looking for freedom through money, mm-hmm. it's never enough. You keep thinking that you need more money. I mean, yeah. I just think of this woman, there's this woman, she, she's like in her nineties, you know, and she has like millions of dollars, right. In the bank, multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. And I would have lunch with her cause I would help her with different things. And, uh, she was still worried about money. Mm. She was still worried. She wasn't going to have enough money. She was worried in about her the 90s. market. Wow. And she's in her 90s and she has more money than she could ever spend. In oh lifetime. my goodness. Wow. And she was still concerned. And that's when I saw, I could see the programming. Mm. And so that programming of not enough, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Okay. It will not it will never be enough. Scarcity. (laughs) So that program has to change, right? And so anything competition, yeah, yeah, anything competitive, you know, that is the old paradigm. So um, like a lot of programmings about, you know, you have to work hard for money, right? So that's a big one. And and it still comes up, like people say, so what are you doing? And they ask you, what do you do? Yes. Why right. do they ask you, what do you do? Why do they need to know what do you do when, when you're not with them talking spontaneously? Because they want to know how, how much money you have. They want to know where you get your money. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that's the program, you know, and that's, that's an old, um, that program is dissolving. And that's what we're doing. Like as we speak it, it comes into the light and it dissolves. So, so anything like working hard for money, um, believing that you have to save for your own family and your own lineage, right? So those are programs that put money, money is circulatory. It wants to flow in spiral. That's its highest alignment. It flows in a spiral. So when you put it in boxes, 
<laughs> and you say, this is the only way you receive money mm-hmm. through inheritance, through marrying wealthy, through, you know, a certain kind of job, you put it in a box and it gets stuck in these corners. Oh my gosh. That's really powerful. Wow. Yeah. No, carry on. I know I, I just, but that is a powerful no, no, visual of how you box it in because I was just talking, I think yesterday, yes, with, um, with somebody about boxes, but I was talking more about how we put ourselves in boxes with our limitations, you know, and we, Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves like, this is what, whatever is, fits in this box, that's what's okay. And then what's outside the box is not okay. And then, but as you go through like your development and you, you go through expansion, but you can think of it as like expanding that box so that what used to not be okay or understood fits in your box now, you know, and it's like how you, and then you get, you know, there's still stuff outside your box. So you get, you know, then it gets time to grow again, time to expand again. Mm -hmm. So thinking about hard work. Yeah. You know, when you try to fit it into the box and it's it's the universal life force, yeah. like water, like air, like the red blood cells that your heart pumps and it distributes nutrients to the different organs of your body. Mm-hmm. It wants to flow organically. Yeah. It doesn't really want to be constricted. Oh. Um and so yeah, I just want to give my is my friend Caroline Oceana Ryan. She had channeled the spirit of money and that came through was that money doesn't like to be put in boxes. It wow. likes to move circular. So I wanted to give her a shout out on that. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think um, that's really powerful. I mean, I could feel it all going mm-hmm. all down <laughs> my back and up my arms. And that was, that's, there's so much truth. And I mean, that is truth with a capital T, what you're talking about. That's incredible. And I think um, it does bring to mind the wise words of Puff Daddy from the <laughs> 90s. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> he knew the whole time. He knew. <laughs> I think it was Puff Daddy, wasn't it? I don't know, but that's what came in. I was like, mo money, mo problems. It's so true. <laughs> I so remember that too. That was to- so, so my time. Mo money, mo problems. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true because he's speaking to that belief system, right? So, right. so we so many examples, people run into large sums of money and then they don't know how to handle it because they don't have the, their belief systems um, or the vibration to even maintain um, that level of money. Oh my goodness. Yes. So it just starts flowing out again, just it as just, fast yeah, it just as it came right in. So is there something to do with like there be, I'm just trying to follow that thread. If there's like a frequency mm-hmm. that you're like tuned into from a money perspective, that even if it comes in, that if it, is there something there with frequency and the matchup of what you yeah. hold or yeah, there is, there is, it's like, and it's, it's a grounding in, right? It's not just like, oh yeah, I believe what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we deserve to have as much money as we, as we, as we can have, you know, and like so many teachers are teaching that, right? Like you just, Mm -hmm. if you believe you deserve a million dollars or a billion dollars, you deserve it. Right. Yeah. And it'll be attracted to you just because you believe it. You just believe it. And, um, but it's, it's an embodiment 
-hmm. you know, and it's an integration of that vibration where it's like, it's not just like, I believe that this person said this and I believe that it's true. It's, I know that it's true. Right. I know that it's true because I know, I feel it in every cell of my being. Mm -hmm. There is no, um, you just, you know, that (laughs) working hard, the harder you work, that belief, the harder you work, the more money you have, you know for a fact that that's not true. Because you've even seen, you know it internally, and then you've seen the evidence, mm. right? So like both parts of the mind have already seen it, have, have like, you know it from the right brain and you know from the left brain because there's plenty of evidence to show that the hardest working people are not the people with the most money. Right. Right. And, and, and back to what you were saying, like the vibration, right? So, so receiving that money doesn't necessarily mean that the container, the container is there, that container of knowing, of knowing that you have plenty, right? Mm -hmm. Of knowing that there is plenty already, regardless of the number, Mm -hmm. regardless of the number, there is plenty. Right. Right. It's that, it's that what came to me earlier was that, um, it's almost like a divine, it's like a settlement of abundance from the divine courts. Ooh. Right. And, and it doesn't just last this life. It's eternal. Okay. A settlement. <laughs> that is great. Okay. A settlement of <laughs> abundance from the, the divine courts, the divine courts. Okay. You I think that's given this settlement. Okay, I think we all need to like <laughs> let that like really sink in because that is really powerful. That's amazing. There, yeah, there is so much here. So, so part of the work that you do is clearing and and reprogramming some of these beliefs. Is that correct? That's it. Okay. That's pretty much, yeah, it's everything. It's like going through, okay, where does this belief, you know, you dig into the core belief mm-hmm. and then we start clearing, you know, cause there's a lot of vows, a lot of agreements that have been made throughout lifetimes about, you know, these beliefs about how you receive money. Mm-hmm. So, much <laughs> so you start clearing that and then you, then you basically claim your divine settlement. Oh, wow. You claim it, you know where to find it. It's always been there but you can't find it amidst all these beliefs. And so then you get to, it's that reclamation. Oh my goodness. So when somebody works with you, what on that type of work, what is, what is that work like? Like, do you do, can you do this virtually and what is required of the client? Like I've never, I've never heard of this type of work. So I'm really curious about what it's like if somebody engages with you. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's, there's nothing required other than an open mind Mm -hmm. and a receptivity. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just kind of go through, you know, always making the connection between whatever, whatever um, the belief is, and then the feeling Mm -hmm. and where you feel in the body. So we make that connection. So then you go into the, the deep we dig to kind of get that core belief 
once we discover the core belief, we start clearing. And you're using the physical body, like the sensations in the physical body. Yes. Okay. That's fascinating because I had a a transcendental uh, experience like a, a few weeks ago where I was like my, I was in my body, but there was like a whole cosmos in my body, you know, and it would like, so not like my regular little consciousness, but a higher state of consciousness, but very tied to the body. And I was making this connection where it was like things were stored together in my body. And so there was like, it happened to be the night of my dad's birthday. And so my, and I, little me was like, um, what day is it? Like, because I was sort of toggling between so that I could try to hold the memories. And I was like, oh, it's December 15th. It's my dad's birthday. And then all of a sudden this image of a wolf came in. And it was like, as soon as I thought of my dad, I thought of a wolf. And then I went to my right arm, like a specific place in my right arm. And I was like, okay, I have no idea why my, my dad loves dogs but like no wolf, like I don't know anything consciously to do with my dad and wolf. And I'm, so I'm like, I don't know if my dad has wolf, like a spirit connection, like to a wolf, or if I have some sort of like connection within me between like that I associate that sort of um, animal totem with my dad somehow. And then like the storage in the right arm, like, but it was all the same or, or, it's just they're next to each other. Like where I store my dad in my body, in my right arm is right next to where I store wolf. You know, it was, I kind of sound like a crazy person, but this is how it presented for me. And it was like, and it gave me a new understanding about how things are literally, like there are places in our bodies that have information it's not, you know, it's not all in our brains. We, we feel like we have everything, all our memories and everything in the brain, but it's like, it's, yes, there's stuff there too, but like we hold memories and relationships and people and symbols and, and all kinds of stuff in the body. So then you're talking about how you're using this because the belief of the financial belief will you'll get a signal in the body some kind of like a physical something to let you know like oh this is where that is that's where we need to clear so you're using the physical you're using sensation you're using belief and thought emotion everything it's what an amazing world this is (laughs) you know it's so funny that you're saying this because what as you're saying it, what it brings up another nuance to this. And this is how money ties into exactly what you're saying. I have a blog on my website. It's emotions are money or the, the link between emotions and money. Oh, right. And, uh, and it, it, it ties to non-local consciousness. So the word non-local, okay. What does money do? Money is a medium to bring to you something that is non-local, right? Right. It's the clearest channel to transfer goods and services. A lot of times across locality, across nations, throughout the world. What do emotions do? 
they connect you, they connect your consciousness, the current moment of your physical vessel, your conscious mind to the non-local consciousness. It's through the emotion that that information gets to your conscious mind through the physical body. Like that's what, how you made that connection, right? Oh, From the shoulder yeah. and the wolf and the father. It's because that's that non-local consciousness through the feeling that is transporting that information to your conscious mind. That's Much incredible. like money. Yes. Right. This is very very profound and deep. We're only like 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in. I'm like, you've made so many connections. I've got like all these neurons and all these connections going on. I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about it this way. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, because we're wiring. That's the thing. Like we're connecting, we're wiring. We have those yeah. points. Like you have like the same similar understanding. Right. That's the power of two or more are gathered. That yes. really, to me, that's a not enough can be said about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, love your face. I know I'm just like <laughs> gobsmacked. <laughs> this is so, so beautiful. So, so then those were great examples. If we go back, cause I, I kind of took us off of, on a tangent, but so you were a CPA and you were, you were seeing like that, you know, money, like that wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling for you. And you were also getting these insights, you know, money is not freedom and so forth. Um, so was there like a tipping point for you where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm all in on the energy side or, or how did things like, how did things transition to where you are now? Yeah. So let's see, we're in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Just barely. 2022. Yeah. And my career as a CPA started in, oh my, this is embarrassing. I know. <laughs> now I'm going to show how, yeah. Well, is. We've already opened up P. Diddy. That's the 90s, know. you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so like in, in, uh, in 99, I started that job in 99. Well, I, so, I graduated from college in 2000, so we're the same. I mean, it's very, oh, yes. yeah. Okay, so you get it, right? Yeah. So, for the last, that, so, so it started as the CPA, and then it went into like, okay, you know, I'm, t I'm done helping the rich get richer. Yeah. <laughs> so that just did not feel good to me. And so then that's when I became the wage investigator. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So kind of balancing that out where it was like helping work, you know, workers get the wages that they worked for and making sure that they received their money. Right. So investigating, <clears throat> investigating to, to ensure that there was uh, an appropriation, um, a balanced appropriation, right? Making people mm -hmm. whole. We would oh, always say right. that as an investigator, whenever we, um, there would be an award of wages, back wages, we would say we need to make the employees whole. Oh, wow. A little right. sneak peek of where yeah. you were, where you were really going. Yeah. yeah. It was always like <laughs> making them whole. And that's when I realized, yeah. And so, so we did that for about what, 10, 12 years. And then the last since 2015, I started doing energy healing okay. um, work for clients. So, yeah, so it just kind of veered in, but it's, you know, it's an awakening at some mm -hmm. point. What it was is like an awakening, right? It, it's like, okay, there's definitely more 
mm-hmm. than what my senses can perceive. Yeah. And this is what I love to also highlight for listeners too, because you know, you came from a very um, grounded CPA background. I came from IT. You know, I started in 2000 as a computer programmer and in an enterprise. You know, I was very corporate and um, did that for a lot until 2014, 2015, no, 2015, 2014. Um, doing IT, like had a stint in sales, working for like Fortune 100 companies. And so, you know, very grounded, very material. Not to say that I was like, and when when we talk about material, being in the material world, it can sound like, you know, I was the material girl. I couldn't get enough shoes and I loved (laughs) bags. And, you know, it's that's not what I mean. More just like thought that my five senses was where it was at. You know, if I can. Yeah, the material list. Yes. Like the scientist, right? It's like, there's only this material world. Right. Totally bought into the game. Yeah. And like, this is how I make money. This is how I provide a foundation for my children. And this is being a grown up. This is being a responsible adult. And so, you know, it's important that you talk about it's an awakening and it's a, it's an understanding of of like a, what is really happening and what are we really here for? And is, am I aligned? Am I, am I lining up with my highest purpose and what I'm here to bring forth? And so I want to make that point just because, you know, you're doing these amazing things and you have this incredible cosmic wisdom, universal wisdom and it may be easy as a listener to be like, well, you know, she just, that's how those people are. That's how some people are. And I'm not dialed in that way, you know, and it's like, it's a process. It's an awakening. It's a listening and a curiosity and a like, and a making connections. Okay, I'm getting signals, but are they? Because I don't know yet, you know, like, I'm, and it's putting one foot in front of the other and, and discovering this mystery, you know, but it's not necessarily something that happens from day one, you know, it's like an unfolding. It is, you know, I'm glad, thank you for that perspective. We have definitely had similar paths. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, There are definitely some that it does seem to, you know, they kind of never really were a part of the mainstream. Right. Um, so I have, I've met many, um, what you would call like, they would call star seeds. Yes. I mean, we're star seeds, but, but there's, yeah. there are some, I realized that never were a part. Um, yes. Is like, we're, we're just not even gonna, <laughs> like right. somehow they find their way and they're, you know, and they find their way around. They always beat to their own, um, drum. Yeah. And but, they didn't really fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know? yeah, exactly. Like, there's some that came with their memory. And I intact. think more and more mm-hmm. are coming through this way. Like, younger yes. generations, yes. you know, it's like they aren't really falling asleep the way that we historically have, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But sorry. Yes. Just no, it's so true. In. You're right. <laughs> like, more and more of the kids are coming in with their memory now. Yeah. Um, so they don't have to go through the difficult. <laughs> right that we had to it doesn't have to be as hard right as it was you know for us yeah yeah yeah. absolutely so I have to ask about Socratic inquiry because I have not heard about this at all um and the Socratic I'm like is this 
to do a Socrates. My cat yeah, is okay, Aristotle, so, so I'm like, <laughs> are we interrogating Socrates? What what is this? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that. By the way, it's not a certification. Oh, sorry, <laughs> did I just, say it was okay? Yeah. yeah, no, that's okay. It might have been. It seemed like that. It's not. It's not a certification. It's okay. just something I've always been a huge fan of Socrates. It is after Socrates. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like oh, super and, fun. And just that whole that whole dynamic I've always I feel like questions are more powerful than answers a lot of times mm. so a lot of times just asking the question like I don't have an answer to this but let me just ask the question and is this to your higher self or to others or how during during uh, it'll be to others but mm-hmm. also to on my own mm-hmm. you know because some questions are really not meant to be answered right away mm-hmm you know, it's, it's, you ask the question and like you said, like, give your higher self a chance mm-hmm. non-locally yeah. <laughs> to deliver the answer. Because usually if we want that really fast answer, that's why a lot of people join, you know, do I say this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why, yes. Okay. That's I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. That's why a lot of people get drawn to cults. Yeah. Okay. Is because they like those absolute answers. Mm-hmm. They want an answer to every one of their questions, and the leaders will give them absolute answers, mm-hmm. immediate answers. Yeah. That's not always what's for our best good. Right. That's not always what's coming from our the higher self. Right. I love that. And what's fascinating is I was just watching um, an interview with Ed, which is. Uh, Uh, Ruben Langdon. I had him on the show a few episodes ago, but it's on Gaia and Vimeo also interview with ED extra dimensional extra dimensionals. And so he interviews different people who can either they channel or they've got some sort of like fifth dimensional or multidimensional skill where they're able to pull through more universal knowledge. And it's, it's really fascinating, but I was just watching one on the Akashic Record, and this woman, um, she was talking about how we all have access to the Akash, and it works best through questions. And I was like, oh, that's genius, because I don't really, I hadn't really been engaging in that way. I hadn't been trying to connect with the Akashic Record but then when she kind of gave this overview of how like you, you know, you can do it in meditation and just sort of just ask a question, but like you're, you're asking the universe this question and then just keeping open and you may like have, you may feel like your imagination's playing a role, but maybe, you know, maybe there's more to it than just like random thoughts or pictures coming in or whatever. But she emphasized the point of the question and so in my in the last couple of days, I have been playing with this in meditation where I'm like, what do I want to know? Because even if I don't get an answer right away, I'm like, it's such a great exercise. Just be like, what, what do I want to know? And like, what will be helpful? And in that, even just that exercise of forming the question is there's knowledge that comes in just in that exercise. I don't know. And now here you are reinforcing it. And 
And in Socratic inquiry, is this something that that you've developed on your own, or is this a, yeah. a thing I haven't heard I think of? I made it up. Oh, okay, I okay. I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just because. Well, you're so right. I love that you bring that up because it's true. It's just asking the questions, and even when you're when you're talking to somebody who's going through a difficult time, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I'm going. Through, I'm having an emotional experience. I don't really want your advice. Yeah. Right. Like questions are much more powerful than, than just giving someone advice when you don't really know mm-hmm. what is really best for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like you ask them the question and then they can find their own answers and they're much more powerful and much more empowering if they come from within them. You are so right. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. Wow. Okay. Okay. What's one thing next? I wanted to say? Oh, please. No, I wanted yeah. to say something because when you we were talking about, you know, how like we kind of were really grounded in mm-hmm. the earth and, and then some people kind of come in a different way. Yeah. I think it is it is important to be grounded. Yes. Because that is that's the part this, that's the second piece I realized what I see a lot with uh, um, a lot of people that are really high in the high chakras, Mm -hmm. you know, that have a lot of the psychic abilities and the clairvoyance, it's the grounding, you know? So true. Um, So that, that grounding is actually very important um, on the spiritual path. So. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And I, I totally agree with you, not only just so that you can be productive here because we can be like so so much in those higher chakras that we're really not we might be bringing the light in and able to do etheric things but as far as actually taking action and making a difference here in the 3D which you know you could argue if you're here in a body you might be here to kind of impact the third dimension <laughs> And like, yeah, we're here to be in these bodies. That's really important, right? We're Mm -hmm. here to fully, fully be. So it's almost like ascension. I feel like we need a different word because I think it gets like people think they're going to leave their bodies. Yes. But ascension is really actually more of a descension, like really going in as deep, 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 deep as you can in the physical body. And that's where the ascension comes naturally. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like opening (laughs) up and getting more more connected with the intelligence that is, you know, the the physical body is not something to be transcended. There are beautiful transcendent experiences, but we're not here to transcend the body. We're here to use the body (laughs) as a, as a tool for development. I mean, these are very special, special gifts that we're given in the form of the physical um, that gives us opportunities that we're not going to get elsewhere in the in the cosmos. So absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's really important to really kind of honor the deep wisdom in the body, right? You know, the deep wisdom of the body, so, right? Yeah, right. And our connection to the earth mm-hmm. and how sacred the earth is, because that's right. that's part of what's happening too. Is like there's almost like this, almost like looking like the earth is inferior to like yeah. to like these more advanced technological systems and it's like no the earth is not inferior you know we're right. here 
we are on the earth. The earth is a, a powerful station here for our evolution. Absolutely. And right? we are of the earth. So even if you identify yeah. <laughs> as a star seed, you are here right. in a in an organic human body that is of the earth, you know, yes. and you may be carrying DNA from other systems, but you know, don't don't neglect the fact that you very much are are, are part of yeah. the earth and the earth has an intelligence yeah. is an intelligence mm-hmm. and a consciousness yeah. so as we open ourselves up the more grounded you get then the more you can open up that connection with the earth you know your earth chakras are lower you know even further down than than the root so it's kind of like pulling that or, or uh, nurturing that connection that we can all have, but that, you know, we can also just shut off because we, we either don't know, we don't care, we think that we're superior, yes, or it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a great you. point. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have so many fun questions for you, at least for me. I think they're fun. <laughs> So if we go back to um, the financial abundance and energy, we ta- we did touch on this, but I, I want to take a moment to drill down into it because I think that a lot of people who are listening are probably familiar with how like physical health, for example, is dependent on your energy. You know, they're able to make that connection that that like there's something going on energetically or, you know, that maybe I... Maybe they can connect to having different energy layers that ultimately affect the physical body. Um, But it could be seen that finances are more outside of our control. So we may be feeling like we can utilize energy within our personal matrix to affect like our physical health, our emotional health and so forth. But then when like finances being dependent on other people to provide opportunities or, or whatever it is. So how how can people connect and open themselves more to that the the consciousness of money as you talked about before that's huge yeah <laughs> like that has been huge for me because you're so right it's like i could easily connect with okay physical health and energy right it's like mm-hmm. an energy kind of find the energy and connect it with the physical body and, and but then it's like money seems like it's out there mm-hmm. you know and there's like a separation right so this yeah so it's funny because I'm actually writing a book right now really talking about money yes talking about this and making this connection oh, um, wow. because money has a lot of the same properties as elements it's kind of like an element. It can't be broken down. It can only move around or stay on the ground. Oh, wow. Right? So it can't like it, it has to circulate. Like it has to circulate just, just like so many of the processes in our body, the red blood cells, the oxygen, right? Comes in and mm-hmm. pumps those red blood cells in the heart, does it naturally, and mm-hmm. then distributes the nutrients through the different parts of the body, the different organs, Mm. right so we, we realize that money's doing the same thing it's just non-local but if we realize that we're non-local right we have a non-local consciousness mm-hmm. so it's not actually separate right 
right? So when we can make that connection mm -hmm. and we just, we remember that in our central, like there's an abundant central channel all the time, that eternal settlement from the divine courts, right? It's always abundant. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of voices, yeah. <laughs> a lot of beliefs that will tell you that's not enough. Mm -hmm. You need to swim towards the ravine, fight with other people, compete, work mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the beliefs. Right. But the truth is, is that central channel is always here right now. Like, let's just pause for a moment. Is there a central channel that feels abundant from within? Mm -hmm. Wow. And is it in charge? Like, is it, do we have to figure out how to make our heart beat? Do we have right. to figure out how to breathe? Do we have to figure out how the waters of our body, body flow, right? Right. So, so that they flow naturally. Mm -hmm. They flow naturally without interference from the mind that tries to figure everything out. Right. They it's, flow naturally. It's interesting that you're talking about it coming into that central channel or being the part of that central flow because it's it's true when we're trying to like grapple with it and we're trying to control it it's it's out it's like from a toroidal perspective then it's out on the edges of the toroidal swirling and or stuck if we're, stuck. you know, mm -hmm. and it's hard. What it does mm -hmm. is it becomes hard. It feels like, oh my God, this is really hard. Like I have to figure out all these plans. How am I going to make this money? Yeah. <laughs> how am I going to do this? I mean, this is how I've been living my life for many years now. I don't, I don't know where the money is coming, mm -hmm. but it comes. Wow. And it's just that faith, that knowing that very tangible, actually very real. This is more real than any than any belief system, mm -hmm. right? The, the life force of the present moment is way more real than all the beliefs and voices and they come and go and they appear, disappear. Right. Wow. That's really powerful. So just like when you're meditating and you're, you're wanting to come into the present, you're wanting to like pull your focus from the external in like coming into the body and, and fully embodying the consciousness in the present moment, it there's such a correlation there with what you're saying on how to change the perception and the interaction with money so that it's it's in. It's, it's more in. part of the inner yeah. process than mm -hmm. this you know external thing separate to us. Yeah, and you mentioned that toroidal field. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that central channel connected that connects out so that that magnetic then brings you whatever. And it might be money. The thing is, it's different things at different times. It's not always money. Right. Sometimes it is money. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a connection like you, you know, mm -hmm. saying, do you want to do this interview? <laughs> right. Sometimes it's uh, it could be. um you know, it could be a specific location or maybe you're guided to, to do, you know, to 
to go to a, a certain place at a certain time and um, the resources show up. Mm, right? right. So yeah. when you trust more in that central channel, it, it aligns everything. Right. It aligns everything quite harmoniously, organically. Um, not so much because when you try to do it through the figuring out, it, it takes things like to the left, <laughs> to yeah. the right. There's, there's delays. It depends on fluctuations in the market, you know, and then there's like, well, well, will there be enough for me? There, you know, it's like, it's all based in that separation. When, when yeah. you're coming from that central channel, that's the unity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm learning so much. This is beautiful. So we, we talked, I, when I introduced you, I talked about that um, advanced DNA clearing. And DNA, I think, is fascinating. I'm fascinated by the role of DNA in spiritual awakening. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of DNA in, in, in this work and, and uh, the importance for you and why the focus on clearing DNA? Yeah, I mean, it, that's something that has arisen kind of spontaneously um, where, you know, it's like clearing the DNA because um, DNA is a currency. Oh, it's a currency. OK, right? so let's pull that apart a little bit because that's <laughs> totally new for me. I have never thought about it like that. Well, well, it, it's, it's like a, it's an interdimensional currency. Okay. Right? So, so like the thoughts, it's like almost like a copy machine. Mm-hmm. It, it copies whatever, whatever the, you know, and replicates whatever the, the beliefs, whatever the knowing is. Right. And okay. then it, you know, it starts, it's, it's programmable, mm-hmm. right? DNA is programmable. So, so for me, what I've done is mostly just clearing the programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to talk too much because I, I don't feel like I understand as much as maybe a lot of people on the DNA. It's just something that has arisen more spontaneously through clearing the, the programmings of it. But, okay. So when you're, yeah, I don't want to act like I know more than I do on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so is that how it kind of presents for you when you're doing like the, the clearings that you talked about before and the programmings and how it's like in the, the part of the body and it's connected mm-hmm. with the sensation and the physical location in the body. And so there's like the DNA element that underscores all of that. Am I understanding that correctly? I believe so. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very similar because I'm fascinated by this. Um, and I'm just starting to learn more or at least like it's starting to kind of gel a little bit Mm -hmm. better with me because it was, it, it is a nebulous topic because you have like Mm -hmm. the, the 3d sort of like two strand DNA that, you know, with, with, um, the, the genes that are in there that, you know, science can point to and, and, um, but then there's like the junk DNA that science mm-hmm. doesn't know why it's there. Or so, well, they call it junk cause they don't understand it. Well yeah. then like people who have multidimensional access, there are people who, um, 
have more have experience with the DNA, like at the multidimensional level, and they talk about how the the DNA is actually twelve strand DNA, and yes. it can get up to like one hundred and forty four and one hundred and forty four thousand and so forth. But if we think of it just from like a twelve strand DNA, and then science that as we conventionally know it talks about like the ten, that there's junk DNA, but it's this hypothesis, I guess we could say that that is actually how we connect to the quantum field or to the field of consciousness is through this 12, the other 10 strands of DNA, but it's not all active for everybody right away. But you can, like you're talking about, you can work with your DNA to clear it out, to activate, to, um, I mean, it's it's very powerful, and and uh, there are teachers who talk about like as you as you ascend, if we want to use the ascension, but as you're doing your spiritual work and your spiritual growth, and more gifts are coming online, more wisdom, more um, universal understanding, and more maybe more skills. Maybe you know you didn't used to be able to um, connect with the akashic records, you know, as a as an example from earlier. And now it's easier. It's like, oh, did part of my DNA become activated to help me to be able to, I mean, not me in particular, but just one, um, to be able to connect. Or if you can more easily feel what another is feeling, you know, and you're like, I am really sure that like something's going on with that person, you know, and, and these kind of things that start can start to creep in we can think of that as like more of our DNA turning on that's helping to make these connections with all that is because we are, we are parts of, we are it too. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, that's, you actually have more of an understanding. I, yeah, that's, um, I think what really resonated is how you were talking about that connection with the quantum. So the DNA that the scientists haven't discovered is the quantum level. Yeah. So there's much more that we just don't quite know with the yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Cause I was just thinking how someone said we have like the same DNA as like um, many different species and, you know, it's been seeded through different star systems and, um, but that's, yeah. I, yeah, that's just, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I've heard I've heard things like that, too. Yeah. Like, you know, and there are things that you like that can again, like that coming online where it's like there might be star lineage um, that, you know, you have no idea about because it's just not, it's still oh. dormant or. Yeah. The one thing I do know that is important is like the morphogenetic field. Right. So the connection with the morphogenetic field. So like if something happened to your ancestors, right, like many generations back or or previous lifetimes, however you want to say that does get imprinted into the DNA. And so we, yeah, like we'll have an experience and it has nothing to do so much with us, but just something that happened in the family line. Yeah. And so once we become conscious of it, it changes and it doesn't have the impact that it might have it if we're not conscious of it. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's so multifaceted. You know, there is there's the family lineage, star lineage, health, 
physicality, skills, gifts. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, there are, there are lots of different ways that our DNA is playing a role much beyond our genetics. And even, even you know, mainstream science talks about how, you know, they're, they're starting to see that the genetics less and less, that we are victims of our genetics, you know, that, that they're not a foregone conclusion. So you may have, like, markers for something that we may have previously thought like, oh, you've got the, this, you know, this marker for this disease that's going to manifest in your 60s. You know, it's a foregone conclusion because it's there. It's like, no, that's not like our DNA is dynamic and like uh, malleable. So consciousness, you know, it's like, it's awesome. I, I'm actually <laughs> writing that down, the foregone conclusion. Definitely. Oh, Good. There's something powerful about that. Yes, thank you for oh, that. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can people find out more about you and your offerings and if they want to connect with you? You can go to liveyoursoulsdream.com. That's probably the easiest way. Um, and there's all kinds. I do have, you, you can see links to the YouTube channel. There's a blog. There's actually an archive of interviews that I've also done with other, um, with other very uh, lighthouses, <laughs> other lighthouses on planet Earth. Um, so you can go there, and then there's like free audios. You can you can get abundance audios, donation based, mm -hmm. um, and then there's a way that you can work with me as well too. If that's oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This has been so rich and I have learned so much. This is one of my favorite types of interviews is where I am like, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know? I never thought about it like that. Like this would have been an incredible private conversation. And I'm so blessed that so many people are going to be able to benefit from your wisdom here. So thank you so much. Thank you for all of your light, all of your service. What a joy and honor to know you. Thank you so much. Oh, Kara, it's absolutely, I think we've been waiting to connect for a long time. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad our souls connected here at this time. And I just honor so much, so much what you do. And um, oh, thank, thank you. you profoundly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you got as much out of that as I did. <laughs> Demetra, you're on fire. Uh, what a beautiful soul. I'm so grateful to have all of that wisdom um, that she was able to share. So speaking of sharing, please share this episode I appreciate your support, rating, reviewing, and sharing. So thank you again for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm -hmm.